Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome to the Rangers Review morning briefing for Monday the 12th of December. And it's an absolutely Baltic one, is it not, Joshua? Very cold. It was a cold walk into HQ uh, this morning, Derek. And yeah, I think it was minus minus six in Glasgow. What about where you are? Cold, not but warmer, was, presumably. Uh, yeah, minus five down in Warrington, so uh, wow. tropical compared to where you are. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, really, really cold uh, this morning. Uh, Stevie Clifford was on now and, uh, now and again on, on the show, actually uh, tweeted as a photo of his car this morning. Minus nine uh, was okay. it for him. So uh, let us know how cold it is where you are, folks. Uh, it's, uh, it really is really feeling the cold snap now. We're well and truly in the midst of winter. It's so frosty outside as, as well where I am. It's like an ice rink. But uh, yes, stay safe if you're heading out today, troops. Uh, that's for sure. And make sure you've got your wits about you. Um, okay, let's talk Rangers. Lots to talk about, Joshua. And we've got a game yep. to talk about, which is uh, fantastic news. Um, we'll shortly discuss uh, events at Ibrox at the weekend. Um, but just remember, we've got that little uh, offer on. You can see the ticker below. Uh, just a pound for two months worth of content. It's our Christmas offer. Head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe for all the details. John Dooley's got in touch already. He says, good morning, Derek and Josh. I hope you're both keeping well this chilly morning. It was minus 11 in Frankfurt overnight. Wow. wow. That is uh, that is a crazy temperature there, John. Uh, I'm sure you'll be you'll be wrapped up warm. Um, okay, before we touch on the match at the weekend, Joshua, this is a, a report I've seen this morning. Um, coming out uh, from the, the, the transfer guru, you could say the Italian uh, Fabrizio Romano, suggesting that Leon King has agreed a contract extension at Ibrox uh, until uh, June 2026. Um, it's said that the, the deal will be signed in the next few days. Um, this is good news, isn't it? Uh, I think we spoke um, last week about tying down uh, young talent at Ibrox, um, and especially Leon King. He's had a bit of a baptism of fire this this season. I don't think yeah. he would have envisaged he would have played so many games in such uh, high-profile matches in his development. Um, but tying him down for... I think it's an extra year, if I'm not mistaken, is, is, is a good bit of business. Yeah, and you'd imagine it would be, you know, terms that now reflect his his role within the team. Um, King, I think, is one of the real sellable assets, even before Beal came in, um, although the whole squad wasn't playing well. King was a player who you thought the Rangers would also be able to to um, to, to sell down the line. I'm sure that's a, the plan at one point, but you'll want to have a number of years here first. Um, I thought he was impressive at the weekend. Obviously, Leverkusen are behind in their preparations, so you have to caveat it all with that. Um, and, and King has played a, a number of first-team games, always quicker than uh, than than you think it will be. I think King, when he, especially when he's playing in that high line, comfortable in the ball. He played on the left side of the fence at the weekend, as opposed to Sands, who's normally played there when he's played in the first team. Um, so, so if if and when he has to sign a new deal. It makes sense, um, and yeah, as you say, Derek, that was a bit of a baptism in fire. Playing in a, you think of the Liverpool game in particular, where Rangers yeah. are just so high and wide, and he's so unprotected. And uh, but also, in the long run, maybe that type of experience will benefit him. And, and now playing in um, under Michael Beale, uh, that will that will only benefit him. He, he spoke to the press actually after the game at the weekend. Um, it was quite an enthusiastic uh, interview interview uh, King so um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it makes sense doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, I do enjoy speaking to him. He's got a mature head on, on young shoulders. Uh, he has, and it was interesting. I'm talking about uh, the concussion he suffered at St Mirren, Joshua, where yeah, it, it has no recollection really. It shows you yeah. how, how scary, isn't it? The brain injury. I mean, if you've seen our, our interview, I did, folks, with the, uh, the the sports physician over in Los Angeles. He spoke about it, and it's it, it, it's basically broke it down in detail for us what what a concussion is and. Uh, uh, what can do to the brain. So it's quite scary hearing that, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why, you know, there's so much noise in football about taking it seriously, about concussion subs. Um, And, and, you know, there was an example early on in the World Cup, was it the, I think it was maybe the England-Iran game. The Iran goalkeeper, yeah. Iran goalkeeper, yeah. Um, but Because I I guess there's there's an attitude amongst a lot of sports where you just want to play on, but... Um, you, you need, I guess, doctors to. I don't think King was going to play on in that day because obviously he took a really sore one. But didn't uh, yeah, yeah, no, he didn't. And, and he said that he said there's no. I think it was no recollection of the game from from half time. Um, yeah. from half time onwards. So, yeah, and, and we should say as well, Derek. Um, I don't know how many people watched the the women's team yesterday. Uh, but fantastic win for them in the Sky Sports Cup. Lizzie Arnott yeah. with. If you've not watched Lizzie Arnott's goal, what a strike! It was yeah. one of those shooting positions where I was think, thinking, don't shoot from there. Don't shoot from there. And then she found the top corner, so thought they deserved it. Um, and uh, yeah, great, great to see. Also, there was manager. Uh, you'd, you'd have loved this managerial interviews while the game was going on in the first half. I've I seen know. clips of it. I've seen clips of this. Amazing. Get, get, no, not not amazing. <laughs> get that, get that, get that well and truly in the bin. I uh, thought you might quite like that. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, Even no. I've seen in down south in the Premier League half. Interviews at halftime and what have you, just get get that in the bin, sorry. Uh, if you disagree, it's all about opinions, folks, but for yes. me, no. I want my manager on the touchline, uh, earning his corn, directing the team, not uh, giving interviews uh, to media outlets. Um, but but there you go, there's uh, my view on it. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Malky Thompson and yeah. the women yesterday. That was that was a, t- t- a tremendous sorry, result. Uh, and yeah, all the best. Uh, Alan says it's Lizzie Arnott related to Alberts. It was uh, an incredible what, strike. What strike. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, uh, uh, fantastic uh, result uh, and good to see uh, the trophy uh, coming back to Ibrox. And I'm sure it'll be housed in one of the cabinets in the uh, the famous trophy room. Um, lots of comments coming in. In terms of temperature, Craig McFarlane's just rubbing it in here. Morning, guys. 28 degrees in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we don't need that sort of those sort of comments, Craig. Thank you very much. Um, lots of other comments coming in here. Denzel, good friend of the show, says, I thought Rangers already looked so much better on Saturday. You were there for us, Joshua. Um, yeah. And I know you said that in terms of preparation, yes, okay, uh, they're slightly behind Rangers, but a win and a convincing win over any Bundesliga side and a side of the calibre of Bayer Leverkusen will do the confidence of world of goods heading into Thursday. Yeah, well, we should say as well, you can read, I've got an analysis piece on the website, which you can read, um, as you said, Derek, the deal is there below, uh, on the ticker below, and that kind of breaks that, breaks the game down in, in more detail. Also got a look at a couple of the goals, a piece on Tillman coming today, as well as your excellent interview with Nacho Noble. So plenty over on the website. Um, yeah, definitely, Michael Beale said it as well. He said, look, this game, he thought it was kind of in the way of Thursday. I don't think you can take much from the result, but what you can, I, I always say with friendlies that you maybe, maybe can't tell you how well a manager is going to do. If that was a Champions League game, I don't think Rangers back at Leverkusen would have, would have necessarily played as, as kind of low tempo as they did. But I think it can show what a manager is trying to do. Um, and with Beal, you saw Rangers playing a really high line. They ran forward when they didn't have the ball. They were aggressive, very compact, just so different to what 
we've seen in, in Van Bronckhorst what those high and wide wingers and what to play with a lot of a lot of width, but that left Rangers quite open against the ball as well. Whereas Beal had really, I mean, he had just two centre backs and and Divine, who we can speak about, I thought he did well at left back. Divine and Tavernier high and wide, and, and they kind of stuck to those roles, although there was some variation in the second half. And uh, and and Jack and Kamara were at the base of midfield. The four ahead of them kind of had not complete freedom, but a lot of freedom. Beal spoke after the game about giving Kent a, a free role. Um, Rabi Matondo started kind of up front with Cholak. Tillman yeah. was on the right of midfield, but was also popping up on the left. And, and the idea being to give these players freedom, give them, he spoke about giving Tillman autonomy to run beyond the defence. Um, but the, the thing that I thought looked best to me, Derek, was the, the structure as well off the ball. And, and the, there'll be... He also referenced red flags. There was a couple of moments where Tillman, you know, you remember under uh, Beal and Gerrard, the, the, the midfielder goes out to press a fullback so that the attackers can stay high. There was a couple of moments Tillman didn't do that and the ball was allowed to play in behind. But but just generally, tweaks will come. And, and I think um, the variation that Beal's kind of alluded to or, the, or the, the new ideas, the variety, maybe comes in that flexibility because under Gerrard, although that kind of evolved towards the end of his, his time at the club, it was always, I thought, very structured. There was one moment in the first half where Jack and Kamara were almost both of the most advanced players uh, when Tillman shot uh, just wide of the post. They were the ones that created it. So uh, the, the players looked comfortable within the system. There's always going to be an element of, of a new manager's bounce. And, and yes, you can't read that much into result, but you can look at the performance and say that looks encouraging. I think the structure looks better. It was more aggressive. There was a better tempo to it. And a number of players... Tillman in particular for me, Kamara, who you need to you need to play well, you need to get the best out of to have a, a successful season. I thought they looked a whole lot better in it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, uh, lots of comments coming in with regards to uh, that result at the weekend. Ian Ross gets in touch, Joshua. Can you post a link on your report, Josh? I couldn't find it this morning. Uh, uh, Josh will do that just now, yeah, Ian. We'll put, um, it in the, we'll put it in the, um, the description, Derek. But it's just yeah. if you go into the range reviews.co.uk and on the website, it's the, the second piece down. Um, but I will put it in the description. There we go. And uh, Robert Robertson says that we actually scored from a corner. Uh, Incredible. Scenes, Joshua, could you, could you quite believe it? A set piece uh, that, that, that uh, came to fruition is, is quite something. Long may that continue. Also, we've also got, I'm just putting this in the comments just now, Derek. Um, we've also got a, a piece looking at, again, you can't read much into the corners after one game, but you, what we like to do at the range reviews kind of look at um what they're trying to do and, and how then maybe in the future that will that'll impact things um and it, and it was just interesting that what, rangers had five corners they all came within 21 minutes um two of those corners were in swingers from the left hand side which tavernier took two of them were shorter corners from the right and one was that front post uh, delivery which tillman met very similar to it's hard to not draw uh, comparisons with Joe Rebo at that front post under a uh, cow shot and Beal. Um, but I think just to see a bit of variation, you know, Rangers in that starting 11, they, for me, they don't have many strong headers of the ball. King and Sands, neither are going to be that, I think, really dominant. And um, maybe that's a little bit, I'm just thinking that because of their height, but um. That that's certainly what comes to mind. I don't think either of those, in the same way that Connor Goldson is someone who'd maybe try to look to isolate at a corner. But but Tillman, you remember that header in the Champions League qualifiers? He just has such a leap on him. Um, and again, you know, Bayer Leverkusen. I don't think they'll have looked at that and said we didn't defend that brilliantly at all. But if, if Rangers, their goals per game at, at halved um, 
from 0.4 to 0.2 from corners. In the league this season, although they'd overperformed slightly the, the season before, but it's so valuable. And Rangers have only scored once directly from a corner in the league. You think back to that St. Johnson game where they had 20 corners and they were all the same all-out swingers that largely didn't cause St. Johnson much of an issue at all. Um, one of the quick wins that Beal can definitely get, and he's already appointed a or brought someone in who's going to specifically focus on the set pieces yeah. and Harry Watling is to, to make the most out of all these small little uh, margins that can that can have a big impact. We don't need to go back and look at you know corners that have had a big impact in recent seasons, but it just seems stupid to not make the most out of them and, and, and try and maximise them, do something do something different. Um, so yeah, long may long may it continue. Uh, interesting to see Tillman pop up at the, at the front post and just some and variation in what they were they're trying to do from it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, some of the comments coming in. Alan McInnes uh, raises a point here, Joshua. Beale seems to have a better idea on, on where to play players. Tillman, Kent, Kamara, etc. Kamara, of course, coming in at the weekend as well. as comments about Kent were interesting after the game as well. So he has to play more freely. Um, what do you make of that? Tillman is one he's went on record. He says he's really excited to work with, isn't he? I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see how that, how that partnership develops. T- Tillman's always I was writing a piece on him this morning, Derek. And Tillman's always technically there's just no no one can say that Tillman isn't when, when he's technically at it is going to be the best technical player in that squad for me. There's oh, yeah. just no question about it. This is a player who has been in and about the Bayern Munich first team for a reason. Um, and when you put it into context, he's had a few disappointing performances out of position. He's played in who's played well in the first three months of the season for Rangers, apart from Antonio Cholak. Do you, do you know what I mean? He's, yeah, he's not. It's not coming into a, a flourishing system. Yeah. I also think it will benefit him. He's, he wins the ball back after two minutes um, at the weekend when the ball's played across to the right. And um, under Van Bronckhorst, when it's man orientated and it's so wide, I just think it gives players often so much more to do when they're playing in that compact system that makes the pitch small and and is aggressive. I just think it will suit him better. So again, it's a friendly. Not off. I'm not saying off the back of that that he will be. Um, brilliant under Beal, but I just think you look at someone like Beal, who is a developer, he develops players, he likes working with young players, he said himself that he loves working with players uh, like Malik, and, and he was asked in the press conference after, would you sign him, and he just said, yeah, of course I would, <laughs> you know, I think that tells you, obviously there is, he's had bad performances, or he's had showings where you think he still lacks this, this is his first professional season, what, what, what do you expect, do you expect a player to come in and not have any bumps along the way, so I think he will um, flourish, I think, working under a coach like Beal who understands that. But it's a great point that the comment makes because, and this is in uh, the piece that I'm writing, it's a common thread amongst all the players that Beal's talking about. It's about, you think of him as a coach, so he's going to think really theoretically and how to tactically get the best out of But what he always goes back to is, you know, his relationship with players. You can say all these things to players, but how do you make them do it? How do you make them buy in? Where are they most comfortable? Um, there was great quotes that came out, I think, from the, the Sunday um papers uh, back from his uh, press conference when he came in about Ryan Kent and Ryan Kent calling him to see if he was coming back up to the yeah. club. He's obviously known Kent since he was 15. So I, I think to, to get the best out of players, you need to get the best out of them individually. And, and Beal has, again, despite the fact that he has thought of us in this coaching mould, I guess he's been able to do that and he's been able to develop players because he, is, he has been able to, to relate to them and, and make them better. So Rangers need him to, to come in and and get these players back to the value that they um, that they should theoretically be at. And I think if they're going to be able to keep Kent getting in Michael Beal is probably as good as chances as they have because I think he'll want to work with them. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Jim uh, McCarroll gets in touch. Morning, Jim. Um, what do you make of Beale's comments about his relationship with Kent? More likely to stay with us now? Um, do you think that's I think so. point yeah. I, I just think all these things obviously come into it. Um, yeah. Again, this is on the news section of the website. You can also, if you go onto our Twitter page, um, it was posted, I think, yesterday, the quotes, or maybe the day before. I think it was yesterday morning. The quotes about... Um, Kent that Beal's talking about and he says kind of everything that you think about Kent you know sometimes he, he tries too much speaking about how much he, he feels bad results uh, I think his family come to every game and and often when players are having a bad run of form you, you don't consider that I remember writing an article at the, I think it was the start of the World Cup break before the managerial change and the headline was something like is, is Ryan Kent underperforming or misunderstood is yeah. role misunderstood and I, I think it was a bit of both I don't think he was playing brilliantly and I, and I do think that at times in that free role, sometimes he, he comes too deep and I don't I don't know if that suits him. Michael Beale obviously knows more about how to get the best out of Ryan Kent than me. Uh, but equally, if you isolate him all the time out, out wide and you just ask him to beat three players from a standing start, it's, it's so difficult. Um, and, I, and I think if anyone knows how to get the best out of him, it's going to be Beale because he's worked with him for, for so long. So I'm sure all these things will have been taken into to consideration when... Um, the new manager was appointed, and and I thought Morelos as well. That the penalty one, yeah, might just be the placebo effect. But I don't think I've seen him run that fast for a ball in behind for for a while. <laughs> um, I thought he looked better, sharper again. He was given that freedom, and and Beal spoke about that after the game. At points he was dropping in deep. At points he was out wide. Um, that's not. We don't know if that will work and domestically, but purely, I guess this is a a bit of an analysis of, of what happened and, and why Beal is playing these players in these uh, certain positions. Kamara looked, looked a bit better for me. Um, yeah. Again, we'll take time after to see him in, in some domestic games. And also yeah. the news that came out, Derek, that uh, Connor Goldson's going to be back hopefully in training this week, which is way ahead of schedule alongside Ben Davies. And, and if Rangers can get them back uh, playing, then that makes the, the starting 11 a whole lot stronger. Because we thought that might be January. And it's yeah. a big difference in, in the games that can happen in that intervening period. Yeah, well, Duncan gets in touch and says, tremendous here that Golson and Davis should be uh, fit for Thursday. It is uh, great news and fingers crossed, touch wood, uh, that they're back in contention because, uh, by God, especially Golson, Rangers have missed him uh, hugely. There's, there is no doubt about it. Uh, Colin Cooper gets in touch. Uh, why did McCrory not get game time? Of course, McLaughlin came on second half. Uh, McCrory was an unused sub. Um, I think that tells, I know uh, Michael Beale says, don't read too much into the team in terms of uh, domestic matters when they come back to competitive action. I just think uh, Robbie McCrory, for his own sake, uh, I don't think being a third-choice goalie is good for him at this stage. I would like to see him go out and loan Joshua in January. Uh, to, I don't care who it is, anyone just to play games. Yeah, and again, this is the, the goalkeeping position that should have been sorted in the summer, Derek. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, this, it's the same thing because I agree with Colin, but then if you don't play McLaughlin and you keep McLaughlin as your third choice keeper on presumably not third choice yeah, he's keeper not, wages. Either one of them has to go out and loan, I think, uh, whoever's going to be third choice. Yeah, so uh, and, and maybe have you presumed that Buell will probably stick with McGregor because he did before. Again, like I don't think that Buell wants to... Van Bronckhorst in the early parts of the season, I think he wanted to... Um, do, do you know what's been interesting? A bit of a side there. Watching the, the Dutch team in, in a, the World Cup, especially against USA, I thought it was an excellent example of why Van Bronckhorst's football didn't work domestically in Scotland, but it did work in Europe. Because it was clever game plans, and then it was inviting the, the opposition yeah. on and playing through pressure. 
but it wasn't this high high energy um aggressive fast style that, that broke down defenses similarly if you look back to what rangers were doing with mclaughlin at the start of the season it was sometimes inviting pressure and playing through i don't think Beal will do that with with mcgregor but i do think he'll he'll still start the moves and he'll, he you know he did that under Jared and Beale last time round, um, and he is able to play out to his defence. So I'd imagine he, he sticks with them again purely because of the noise surrounding it. If he was to put McLaughlin in, the pressure on McLaughlin yeah, yeah, in big yeah, games, yeah. I, I, just, I just can't see it happening. Uh, but it's something that, again, as we've said every week since the summer, I think it's something that should have been resolved in the summer so that this conversation you know, wasn't happening. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, uh, with Robbie McCrory uh, come January if he is still uh, third choice um, by the the, the 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 opening of the window. I think it would make sense to try and find a, a club on loan for him just to get game time because um, I think he's at an age where he has to be playing games. Twenty four now, he's not a young kid anymore, um, and I know it's young in terms of uh, goalkeepers, but um, it does him no good. I don't think uh, not playing. Uh, any games whatsoever. Uh, let's get to some of the other comments that are coming in. Uh, this one from James Strachan's an interesting one. If you cast our mind back to uh, Roy Mackay's comments when he initially came in, just think if your, your Kent uh, tricks for the circus, Kent would think his skills were not appreciated. Uh, perhaps reading uh, too much into that, uh, you, you could say, but um, yeah, I think at the time when Roy Mackay said that, we all found it uh, quite comical, really. Um, but uh, Kent's form has was relatively poor uh, under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, especially this season. Um, I think you'll be the first to admit he's not been his scintillating best, and even Michael Beale said he, he should be doing more, uh, and let's hope that, that he can get a tune out of him uh, going into these uh, running games, because there are tough tough matches coming up for, for Rangers, and Rangers need their, uh, their best players on form, and certainly Ryan Kent is one of them. Uh, Martin gets in touch. He says, uh, what's your predictions for the starting 11 on Thursday? Personally, I don't see much change from what started at the weekend. Um, I tend to go along with, with Martin, Joshua, and I'm excited at seeing uh, Adam Devine as well at left-back yeah. um, as well at the weekend. Uh, Born, of course, we wish him well on Tuesday night. Amazing to see him and his Croatian squad in the semi-finals of the World Cup. Uh, it's quite incredible. Wouldn't bet against him going all the way Imagine them coming back, a World Cup winner, Joshua. Could, could you envisage that when he, when he went away with, uh, to Qatar with Croatia? Speak, well, speaking of the World Cup, that game, the Argentina, uh, oh, Netherlands, it was incredible. The, I mean, I don't, have we had a pod, I don't know if we had podcasts since then, but no. what a day of football that was. Yeah. Um, start, starting 11, I, I don't know, it was interesting because Matondo kind of played in a, almost like a centre-forward role as well. I think the reason, one of the reasons that people like Matondo is because he's such a good presser. Um, he has the highest press um, possession-adjusted pressures in the in the team, um, which basically just they, they do possession-adjusted stats because some teams will have seventy percent possession, some will have thirty, so it's to try and reach out a happy medium. But he's very aggressive off the ball and he's good at winning the ball, and that's partly because he's so quick. Um, think back to the the goal that Cholak scored against Johnston, where Matondo slide tackled the ball. Um, to assist him in, in the box. I, I think he will be someone that, that Beal quite likes because of that and yeah. interested to see if he can get a bit more out of him playing centrally. There was one moment he, he went close with a shot, um, aside from that, he didn't do too much. But um, yeah, so, so maybe he won't start. Beal said don't read too much into it. 
but obviously everyone's going to read into it because it's football, so you do. Um, Lowry, when I, I thought when Lowry came on, he's just yep. so exciting to watch. Would love to see him play a, a bit more. I think Tillman's going to be that third. We spoke about this recently, Derek. I think he's going to be that third kind of advanced midfielder ahead of a, a, a pivot of, of Kamara. I think it'll be Kamara and Monstrum, but maybe Kamara uh, and Jack. Um, Kent's going to play. I could see Cholak and Morelos playing because he is effectively playing with two strikers. Is this system going to suit Cholak? Maybe domestically we'll get more players around and we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if it really suits Lowry as well, playing in one of those kind of roles and uh, in, in behind the central striker. I, I do think, though, that Morelos looks looked better in that. It looked more suited to him um, than, than what has been uh, the case this season. Uh, so, so it will be intriguing, but I don't think it'll be too far away from that. Adam Devine asked about the manager about uh, that after the game, uh, and, and Bill said that um, he's played left back a lot in his, his youth academy days. Um, I thought he, he did well physically. You can see that he's, I think, ready for to step up to first team football. And he said that sometimes it gives you a different option because they can play into the striker more instead of always going around. Maybe that leaves you with a lack of width if teams can defend against that. We'll have to wait and see. Um, at the weekend, but um, yeah, he definitely there's his um, chances, no harm. And I, I think definitely he'll be the one, Derek. Obviously, there's some debate who will start there. Will it be a first team player at position? Will it be a young left back with a left foot? Um, I definitely think it will, it will be divine. And, and he still did get, I think, around and, and provide a couple of overlaps, although he's not as strong on his left foot. I think he times them quite well, and he's and he's he's pretty quick as well. You forget that about divine. So, um, yeah, I think that position's his until Barisic and, and Ridvan come back. Yeah, yeah, I would have no qualms about about playing him on on Thursday night or any game going forward. I think he's a great talent as uh, young Adam Devine. Gavin Sloan says did Drift make an appearance on Saturday? That is a negative. Uh, it was good point actually. Yeah. Um, so uh, no, I'm sure he's uh, it's itching to get back fit. Um, and well, that's remains to be seen. But if he does get back fit, how <laughs> how many games? Yeah, he can. I can stay fit for really that has been his big issue uh, since uh, joining Rangers, of course. Um, Mark gets in touch. Joshua says uh, thanks, Josh, for the picture on Saturday. We get no, it's nice, nice to meet Mark. Nice, always nice to meet some subscribers in the in the gantry after the game. Mark uh, saw me when I was absolutely freezing because <laughs> I was sent back up to do the video. But um, I tell you what, there it's going to be even colder on Thursday night. I'm yeah. not looking forward oh, to that. Yeah, if, if you're heading along to iBooks, folks, uh, wrap up warm. It's set to be yeah. a I can't imagine it getting any colder than what it is now, but uh, yeah, it really is uh, really, really, really cold at the moment. But um, yep, listen, that'll do us there, I think, for for today's uh, Rangers chat. It's been uh, great as ever. Remember the big news, uh, Leon King uh, reportedly agreeing a new deal until June 2026 uh, as uh, Rangers, uh, well, we're just counting the days now, counting the sleeps until we're back in competitive action. Cannot wait until Thursday night uh, when Hibs come to Ibrox and hopefully uh, Michael Beale can get his uh, Rangers campaign uh, back in the league off to a winning start. It'll be, uh, it really will be, I think it'll be a cracking atmosphere at Ibrox on Thursday night. Joshua, would you agree the manager's first match? Thing. Yeah, a lot of excitement, especially after the weekend. Yeah, and people will be excited to get back to the football, won't they? So, yeah. um, yeah, Bill said the right things. The friendly yeah. was positive, but none of that matters if no. you don't go and beat Hibs. But I, I think he knows that, and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing it. I thought it was it was exciting to watch at the weekend. Lots of things to cover. So, um, yeah, yeah. long may that continue. 
Absolutely. Okay, folks, we'll be back again tomorrow. Just a reminder, um, our Christmas offer on the website just now, just £1, and you'll get two months worth of coverage on there. Lots on the website. Just head over to rangersreview.co.uk forward slash subscribe to sign up. It's dead easy. On there today, uh, a man to view with Benacho Novo, where he says uh, that, that, that Rangers can get back into the title race, but only with a mentality shift. And he talks about that famous helicopter Sunday season when, of course, Rangers were seven points behind at one point, and then, of course, the famous five points behind uh, with four games to play. Uh, and we all know how that one ended. Uh, Josh has got a great piece on there uh, about from the match at the weekend against Leverkusen. There's an Alex McLeish interview on there. Loads of content to keep you amused uh, throughout the day. Um, okay, we'll be back again tomorrow, but until then, uh, keep warm and enjoy the rest of your Monday.